right. Hello and welcome to another comic review. My name is Jesse. On this episode, I am joined by TFG1 Mike from geekcastradio.com. Hello. I'm here. Hello. And Ryan, the uneven flow from the Up Nerd Podcast Network. Hello. I am also here and I'm way less grumpy. Man, somebody's upset you dissed his love of solicitations. <laughs> As as Let's we all not get know, into that. as we Let's all know, if there's that. one thing Mike enjoys, it's soliciting. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, in addition to uh, discussing Transformers number five, we'll also be discussing Transformers six, seven, eight, and nine. Apparently, um, and <laughs> no. Transformers number five here. This is by Daniel Warren Johnson, Mike Spicer, and Russ Booth. <laughs> Uh, the quick synopsis from ImageComics.com, which is really, really short description here. Starscream revives one of the most powerful Decepticons to eliminate the Autobots once and for all. My quick rundown. We open with two pages of mostly textless panels showing the similarities in war experience between... I'm, I hate the fact that they call him Sparky. I wish it would just be Sparkplug, but mm-hmm. Prime calls him Sparky, so Sparky and Optimus Prime. The two reflect on war as we cut to the Decepticons looking to bring more of their own back online. Soundwave wants to start with Ravage, but after a literal punt by Starscream, they bring Thundercracker, Reflector, and Frenzy back online instead. Reconnaissance by Laserbeak shows that the Autobots are attempting to harvest energy from a dam at the river. The Decepticons take off to stop this. Meanwhile, the Autobots activate a generator at the dam and begin reviving their allies, including RC and Jazz. The Decepticons arrive, and an all-out battle ensues. They manage to take out the generator, but not before losing Reflector and Frenzy. They retreat, and the Autobots begin to gain an advantage in battle. The Autobots transform and roll out after them, only to be intercepted by six large green construction vehicles. We close with Starscream, introducing them as the Constructicons and ordering them to merge into Devastator. Oh. So your thoughts and review of number five. Just number out of five, all Mike. the... Dece- yeah, Mike, please don't jump to issue 40. So, so out of all series the, gets 40 issues. Out of all the Decepticons, they could have revived. Reflector? Yeah. Really? I do. Have, I do have a quick question on that. So in the in the cartoon, right? It's like technically three robots that kind of speak in unison and turn into a single thing. Yeah, uh, a camera, by the way, very right. useful in battle. <laughs> well, for reconnaissance, right? Um, is 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 the that character as like one robot? Is that like the the same in like other iterations of the comic? No, he's usually three. He's he was three in IDW, and he was incomplete with without one of them because one of them died in this i don't know he gets blown apart maybe they're going to glue him back together with the other two but man he he really gets nuked yeah he does he eats a close-up blast from megatron's fusion cannon which is optimus prime's right arm in this Mm -hmm. and then prime proceeds to basically without jumping on him curb stomp frenzy seemingly to death which again like those all the decepticons at your disposal and those are two of the ones you revive yeah, yeah. i mean at least ravage could have bit at your bit at your ankles right yeah well about <laughs> that so i guess i'll mention it now it is my one complaint about this book and that is we're five issues in and none of the decepticons have any personality except starscream they're all just kind of there, and the only other one we've seen the most and has talked the most is Soundwave, and even he hasn't had an awful lot to say or anything, or, or displayed any type of personality. I feel like Starscream 
booting Ravage would have been a good time. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of attached to. <laughs> maybe I'm attached to IDW Soundwave, but IDW Soundwave would have kicked the crud out of Starscream at that point. You know, that is not something he would have put up with. And maybe but that. Maybe that's something that leads forward, Mike, if you want to talk about issue 48. but <laughs> Funny. But you have to remember, this is not IDW Soundwave. This is Skybound. I know. This is I know. But wanting my... to do Generation 1. And Soundwave in Generation 1 always gave more snark than actual anything else. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything here at all, period. That's my yeah, point, is that they could have displayed something, first of all. Second of all, Generation 1 Soundwave did not like Starscream true the none of this has really been brought up like generation one sound wave was loyal to megatron to a fault mm -hmm. and he is not one of the ones that has even really mentioned him i mean out of everybody we get reflector starting the name so i don't know it's just like it's a minor thing but it would be nice to have one of somebody on the decepticon side display some some personality or something. We know a good number of the Autobots better, so mm. that's true. So, I guess, yeah. what are your overall thoughts on the issue? I still like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's just like I say, <laughs> it's a minor sort of overall thing, and it would definitely be nice, and I think add to the book. But as an individual story, I still enjoy it. I mentioned to you guys. I'm not sure how I feel about one of kind of the big guns getting pulled out now in Devastator, especially since how are the Autobots supposed to kind of deal with him? I'm sure there will be some method, but I don't know. I prefer my giant Transformers to be nearly invulnerable. Like, I liked how difficult it was to damage a Titan or one of the Gestalts in mm -hmm. the other books. So if... Devastator gets whooped by the Autobots or something. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of depowering one of the larger, stronger Transformers this early. Because that's the thing. Whenever you introduce a villain, you have to have a way for the good guys to defeat them. And by default, it makes them weaker. Yeah. I like and to call this, by the way, the Doctor Who Dalek effect where the Daleks are supposed to be the be-all, end-all, and they've been beaten so many times over 50 years that there are appearances where they're just not a threat anymore. So I don't know. I don't want to see that happen to Devastator or some of the other potential ones. So I'm looking at the G1 episode guide, and they do make their first appearance in episode 14. Yeah, but it's also at the end of the first season. Yeah. Heavy Metal War. And they don't right. really get beaten. They get tricked by a hound hologram. Yep. So, I mean, maybe it'll be something like that. But I suspect maybe. it's going to be they get actually, like, physically defeated. I don't know how, because so far, out of the characters that Johnson has said he wants to use or that he will use or that are going to be used, we haven't seen anything of the Autobots having any kind of big guns. Like, there's no aerial bots, there's no throttle bots, there are throttle bots with the tiny ones. There's no large version yeah, we'll of the Autobots I mean, one, one thing they could do, so this issue introduces RC, and mm -hmm. seemingly as sort of a warrior, IDWRC could do it on her own, because, I mean, mm -hmm. she was a one-person assassin, essentially, created just to kill. 
Yep. And so if that's the sort of version of her here, then it's possible. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm interested in seeing how, you know, that's the, the yeah. thing. This is my nitpicks are more. I want to see more. And that is right. a good thing. It's not yeah. this book needs to get canceled and sucks. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like that. Obviously, my nitpicks are all positive stuff overall that yeah. war is good. Wanting more is good. What about your thoughts, Mike? I don't know about war is good, but... I said more. Oh. You sound like you said war. I'm like, wait a minute here. Uh, Sorry, you're thinking of issue 17, so... (laughs) Shut up. No, I like this. I think it's fun. I think it's interesting, and I agree. The whole Sparky thing, please stop that, Daniel. Please, just stop it. It's annoying as hell, but it is what it is. I like the comparison between what Sparkplug has is, is been through and what Optimus has been through. That was fine. Starscream is Johnson's favorite character, so he's going to do more with Starscream than anyone else, at least in the opening here. And we've seen other things that are coming up that we know that Megatron is going to come back. And, yeah. Uh, the art is great as always. The colors are amazing. I think my favorite page is... When Optimus first first uses the fusion cannon, that is amazing art right there. RC saving Carly, that's awesome. Yeah, and the story overall, like even though because the way comics are, even though we kind of knew about Devastator beforehand, wow, that entrance is great. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, It felt very short compared to some of the other issues mm-hmm. I, I counted the pages there was 20 in this one mm-hmm. uh, i think some of the other ones have been slightly longer uh so it was like a breeze to get through so in that sense i wish it was a little bit longer um but yeah man when when prime used that fusion cannon for the first time that mm-hmm. is some great artwork there mm-hmm. and then all i can think of is when i see him uh, right when he transforms into truck mode i see him there with <laughs> with the fusion cannon up behind the cab i'm like i want a toy of this now <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, overall, I really enjoy this. The again, the, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the artwork. So I know after the next issue, after the end of this current arc, uh, we're going to be changing artists. So I'm, I, I'm still, I still want to see how that holds up compared to what we're what we've been getting here. Um, but I think this was a great introduction for Devastator. I do agree with you, uh, Ryan. I think it's a little early to introduce uh, Devastator in this. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this how this arc is going to end and see if the Autobots actually recaptured the arc themselves. Between issues four and five, issue four had 24, and this has 22 pages of actual story. So it's only uh, two pages uh, less than I'm uh, looking at. 20. Yeah, issue four has 24 pages, and issue five, I'm looking at the final page where Devastator is. It says 22 on mine. Yeah, that's so, not right there. Well, I don't know how it couldn't be. I don't see why Comixology would lie to me here. Yeah, I mean, I but just anyway, counted my physical the point copy. Th- There's 20 mm-hmm. pages. That's he's, fine, counting all, he's counting all the ads for his favorite president. No, I'm so. not. Oh, I, think, I, think Comixology, <laughs> I think Comixology is adding one, uh, well, those first two for the, the title. For the, be- for the title, yeah, that's, that's fine. But the point is, we're still only, even if you take those out, you're still only two pages off between the two issues. It isn't like issue five yeah. has so much more less than issue four did. 
That's you my point. A lot of pains on one page, right? I think a part of it too is the action in this. There's less dialogue during some of the yeah. panels, i.e., you know, reflector getting blown to pieces and stuff like that too. I will say one thing: you mentioned Starscream is Daniel Warren Johnson's favorite. He gets time to shine here. I like mm-hmm. the fact that he's competent, i.e., Optimus mocks him for being afraid of the fusion <laughs> cannon. But Starscream's yep. retort is to complete their mission. He destroys the turbine and gets it looked like Beachcomber was next, which uh, talk about raising your not best warriors, the dude who hates to fight. That's right. <laughs> was next on the Autobot <laughs> list, apparently. That was anyway. Whatever, not going to question Prime and Starscream's choices of people to bring back, I guess. But I guess one of my questions, too, by the way, they introduced the Constructicons as if they're completely new. Are they? I guess that's a question we'll see answered later on. But Starscream words it in a way that sounds like they were just built or that the Autobots have never seen them before. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you and I cut, you know, Jesse's loving, or you guys are loving time. When, I, when Ryan and I were talking, uh, covering IDW, we had Galaxies. We had, uh, oh, what's it? Tyler Blazinski did a whole Constructicon arc where he did a whole story with them. Yeah, in the 2.0 in, universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In and, 1.0, they were just always around. They existed. They were old, yeah, old but they yeah. got kind of... Yeah, they were experimented on to become Devastator and everything. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one of them gets killed. And then, yeah, that was fun. Then we eventually got Prowlistator, which was fantastic. That was fun. Uh, but my, my point is is that he each person, each, each creator is going to approach them differently. Maybe they are. Maybe they are new here, like you said. So who knows? And it was just a. I, I think it was just a way for Starscream to say, "Hey, look, maybe there'll be new Constructicon toys in the future from Hasbro because, you know, here's my new toys kind of thing." Or maybe it was just a funny line. Who knows? I don't know. His, his wording like contradicts the uh, synopsis from Image Comics, which says revives one of the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I hope it's revive too. I've never been a big fan of the whole Transformers can just build other Transformers things. I always thought that was a little weird because if you could do that, why do they build so many that are kind of useless in the war? <laughs> you know, like I love Nightbeat, but why, if you have your choice of building things, why would you build an Autobot detective? Why not build, you know, more Autobot tanks, like 50 warpaths or something? If you're the Decepticons, why do you have a camera? You have like 46 other spies. Laser Beak is a million times more useful than Reflector. Anyway, yep. I digress. You're not wrong. Yeah, like the, one of the main Decepticons transforms into a ghetto blaster. <laughs> make more make more tanks and stuff. Come on, if you can just build them. Even the Constructicons, they're a bunch of construction vehicles. Why wouldn't you make them a bunch of war machines that merge into a giant war machine? Oh, well. At least in that sense, the Predacons made sense. That's true. A question for you. So on the punt page, which is page number four, I believe, um, did anyone else find it morbid that you've got uh, uh, Skywarp's body there just 
or his corpse kind of just hanging out on the wall. Yeah, and he's like missing his eyes and stuff at this point too. And like, I'm, I'm very curious as to like whatever they did to him, like how that goes about, uh, you know, powering or rebuilding the the Decepticons that are in shambles here. But... Yeah, it's not real clear because like Wheeljack mentions too that he just kind of needs power to repair himself. Right. And it seems like they can seemingly sort of regenerate at a certain point, you know, as if it's flesh. That's what it seems like. Wheeljack mentions needing some raw material, but it sounds like they're able to kind of create some themselves. Yeah. I mean, on that, so on that same page, right, we see Thundercracker, like, pieces, like, just kind of, like, flying together. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait To and be see. fair, these are questions that... It's fine. Like the comic works without it. Right. Oh, it's yeah. Cool. It, it would be cool to know. It's like Optimus Prime's trailer. We never we never really cared about that until we got a lot older. And then somebody mm -hmm. asked, like, where does this trailer go? Where mm -hmm. does it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's Transformers issue number five. Uh, so teaser, teaser for issue number six here. And this is, again, from ImageComics.com. End of arc, one will stand, one will fall, the Autobots versus the Decepticons. This is it, and someone isn't going to survive. Now releases on March 13th, 2024. They bring Reflector back just to have him killed again. <laughs> yep. Probably. You never know. So, Mike, who dies? I don't know. Oh, I assumed you had read the, this one in <laughs> uh, the next funny. Anyway. Uh Yeah, so, Mike, you wanted to talk about issues 7 through 49. So. Uh, funny. No, I could. Oh, that's what it, we talked about. Seven after we did the show last time. So when we pulled, when I pulled up the solicitation for April uh, last time, I remember you and I had a conversation about this the co the number one cover with the yeah. Autobots standing on top. Okay, that's what it was. It was yes. after the show. People didn't so hear eight, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, and then uh, in May issue eight comes out with RC on the cover. As the Autobots and Decepticons make some tough choices to survive on Earth, the return of Spoiler will change the war on Cybertron forever. Please don't don't have Spoiler come into Transformers. Please That's not RC on the cover. Oh, Alita. But yes. um, anyway, yeah. is that the Spoiler? Probably. No, the Spoiler's pretty clearly going to be Shockwave. That's my guess. Because he's mentioned that's another one of his favorites, and that's another character and, I look forward to. Will be interested to see which version of it is well as him. far as far as as far as we know it's g1 because he's I been in void rivals he's been shockwave's already appeared in oh, void rivals true, yeah. so far so that's it is right, g1 yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't i've never been a fan of bootlicking g1 shockwave i much I, prefer my every other well every other iteration has been a shockwave who is consistently scheming and is honestly like so far beyond the Decepticon and Decepticon cause. Mm -hmm. Like G1 Comics Shockwave was thinking way ahead and had no interest in following Megatron or even really the Decepticons. And obviously, yeah, IDW Shockwave, who was planning literally millions of years beyond everyone else and threatened the universe so many times, including being able to essentially use Unicron for yeah. his goals. 
and stuff like that. I don't know. It's more interesting to me. We already have kind of the bootlick and Decepticons. Yeah. There were already enough of them in G1. I don't know. Also, G1 Megatron does not necessarily inspire a lot of loyalty, we'll say. <laughs> He's better than Mega, other than uh, Galvatron, who used to just blow up his own troops all the time. But yep, maybe he was really one of the good guys. That was why. Maybe trying to know. take down the Decepticons from within. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anything else on the future issues, Mike? Uh, <laughs> funny. Um, I will say the interesting thing is that Hasbro has applied for a Void Rivals Transformers toy trademark. So we are probably going to get Void Rivals action figures soon. So that's going to be interesting. Which makes sense because we're getting a line this Mm -hmm. year, really starting this year, of Transformers characters from the old Marvel Comics iterations. The, we've already had you know studio series running off of the animated versions, so yep. makes sense. They brought back the video game ones as well too recently, like War for Cybertron figures. So yep. they're just cranking everything out they can, probably because Hasbro has had a rough few years. <laughs> rough few, yeah, rough few years. But lately, man, they've been getting kicked in their keisters so hard lately. The CEO bonuses aren't going to pay themselves, Mike. (laughs) Very true. Uh, Anything else on that, Mike? I think that's it. All right. Uh, I did have a a couple of things here uh, to close this out. So do we know why the digital version was delayed a week? Why did I have to go buy this physical copy? (laughs) We we don't know. Okay. I never heard anything. Yeah. Yeah, especially not. Actually, uh, one other thing I should mention. Two other things. I'm sure you wanted to get to this, too. The letters page continues to be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, I have not great vision. I mean, I wear super thick glasses for anyone who's seen me, but with them, it's fine. As in my vision, I can read the letters page, but it's not easy. It's, they should really do it better. Use a different font, use different colors, especially. I couldn't imagine trying to read this being colorblind or having issues like you, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's, yeah, make it more accessible. It's, it's weird because it's weird because the comic, it's, oh, no, I know, but Mm -hmm. bring it up every time because it's something that should get changed, especially when the comic itself is accessible. Like everything is, I find anyway, easy to read, easy to make out. Yeah. I'm not, like I say, I'm not the best example because I can see fine, but. Like I say, for to me anyway, the comic seems perfectly fine. And then yeah, you get to the letters page and it's just a mess. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention too, the free comic book day stuff. Uh <laughs> I don't yeah, know. The fact that so the free comic book day book is actually apparently going to tie into and contain things pertaining to the Transformers universe. Mm-hmm. That is fine. The issue I have with it is, and you mentioned it before the show, if they're going to delay the digital version of it, have a better way for people to get it if they don't have a local comic book shop. As in, apparently Skybound is going to be essentially selling it. So if you want it shipped to you from Skybound, you'll have to pay for the issue and pay for the... Yeah. I mean, Shipping I'm just saying... That kind of thing. It's just a yeah. weird way to do it. 
to All me. as I'm saying is that free comic book day issues generally have never in it's yes. not comic, it's not comicsology anymore, but Amazon comic, Amazon Kindle, whatever the hell. Ever since I've been doing this, the free comic book day issues have never shown up digitally anywhere until two or three months later. Because yeah. again, as I said at the top of the show and probably before the show when I was ranting, is that the whole point of free comic book day is you go to your local comic shop. You buy something that day, and you also get a free comic. You don't just show up there, give me free stuff, and leave. And yes, I know a lot of people may go to their comic shops and buy a bunch of board games and everything else. The point is, on the day, you buy at least one thing. And I know you know this, Ryan. But, no, I know, you know. It's fine. But my, my issue isn't with the free comic book day. My issue is with Skybound themselves kind of mm-hmm. making it That's... a little weird to get it yeah as in like they're going to sell it which mm. seems a little odd to me that's why uh, yeah that does seem very or, odd you should not be selling that sky and, you should be and we'll giving see, it away for free and we'll see what happens maybe they'll lessen the because skybound i mean isn't one of the obviously isn't one of the large publishers maybe they'll lessen the amount of time between when the physical free one is out or it feels weird to be complaining about free stuff i'm not really complaining i guess but i just think you're it's a complaining if they're going to charge for it and charge shipping for it you're complaining is if they're yeah. going to sell it that's what you're complaining about you're not complaining about the fact that it's free you're complaining about what skybound might actually do with it yeah that's and that makes no damn sense to me whatsoever yeah just, why they know. would do feels that. a bit odd but we'll see yeah I just maybe I'm wrong. Everybody. Maybe it's just a placeholder and they're not going to, or maybe there's going to be a ton of different easy ways. I'm just thinking of like people who don't have, you know, a comic book store near them, that kind of thing. I don't know if that's a huge issue. There's weird recluses like Jesse who can't stand to see another human being. And so, <laughs> you know, what about that? I mean, it is true. I do not like people, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do venture out to the local comic shop because it's really nice. So, uh, my, so my question there would be: so, what if, right? What if they get in? They only get so many, and you, I get there, and it's like, well, they don't have any more. So then, what the hell do I do that? Yeah, I mean that's always a possibility. They use usually a ton of them, by the way. Yeah, there's always it's, a ton of them. It's generally not an issue. Okay. I say yeah. this, and then it'll. I say this, then they'll be completely out. You're gonna come on. So, you're you're what, not gonna tell me. You'll invite me on the show, and then you'll just you'll just jump me. Yeah. So, what time does your comic shop open, Jesse? Uh, that's a good question. When when is the free comic book day? First Saturday in May. Man, so it's a, be the weekend. So that is going to be. Uh, they open at eleven a.m. on Saturdays. So show up there at 10.30 just in case. Or 10 o'clock in the morning just in case. Show up 30 minutes or an hour early. You'll, I guarantee you'll get it. That, if you that show, seems if a you, extreme. Hey, look. I would rather be an hour early than five minutes late after the fact. So just saying. Wow. Yeah, I did want to mention the, uh, the letters section there at the end because, yeah, that continues to be an issue. Um, I also wanted to mention, so again, it was delayed digitally. I ended up getting it digitally because I subscribed to the series on Amazon Comics or Comixology, whatever it's called now. Whatever it's called now, yeah. Yeah, whatever it's called now. Um, but I did pick up, because I didn't want to wait, I did pick up the actual physical copy. Uh, so I did read that. I've, I've read it three different times now because I wanted to try out a, a different method of reading this. And no, mm-hmm. not with my eyes closed. Um, I have a, I have a MetaQuest. 
what's that? Braille. Braille, yeah. Um, I do have a MetaQuest, and I you can make the they do have like the right. You, it's got a browser in there. You can view the uh, the browser version of Kindle. Um, so I can blow up the comic to be like an entire wall. <laughs> I read the comic that way because the art uh, the art is really great, or at least I like the art in these comics. Um, and just having it like wall size is very interesting. Uh, so I read the comic that way as well. If you have the ability or capability to do that, I would suggest trying that out because that's a very interesting way to do it. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that because you know I we also got especially during the pandemic we got a Quest Two and then uh, Quest Three is out recently. Picking that up soon. So yep. So the Quest Three is what I what I have and what I use. Yeah. The pass through on it is obviously not as good as the new Apple Vision Pro, but it's it's pretty good, and I just I use that quite a bit when I'm using uh, like a web browser. It's also one seventh the price of the Apple Vision Pro, so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. For um, the price of the Apple Vision Pro, I could rebuild my computer uh, with all new yep. parts and get a Quest Three. Uh, yep. So yeah, a bit of a difference there. Yeah, the <laughs> only I've been curious about it, but. I, one of the reasons is, I mean, most of my games and all my stuff for the Quest 2 and 3 is tied to my Steam account, which the Apple does not like as much. So, yeah. Yep. Because hey. let's face it, Apple has never been about gaming. It really well, it's not has just that. Been. They just also just want you to repurchase everything. You know, well, that's a, true, too. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt when you, you know, have Beat Saber in every one of the packs to just... <laughs> have to rebuy it because you switched companies or got a new headset or stuff like that. Anyway. So again, if you have the ability to, or if you have VR and have the ability to read comics digitally, I would suggest trying it out because blowing it up to wall size, it's very, it's a very unique uh, reading experience. Hmm. And give that a shot. It's interesting. It never occurred to me to try it. Yep. Just, just need the digital comic. Well, uh, they have that now. So they, they do. <laughs> Question is, do you? Yeah. Ryan, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been buying it digitally. I do the same thing. Get it digitally. And then for me, it just depends on when I go kind of pick up from my comic book guys. When I get the physical one, I usually kind of wait this way. I don't have to worry about it. I am not online as much as I used to be. But it used to be because I was always worried about spoilers or somebody saying something. Not necessarily with like Transformers comics, but it would happen a lot with some of the others. So I just started doing it that way with the books that I really kind of want to follow and pay attention to. Gotcha. Uh, anything else before we get to plugs? I think that's it. All right. Uh, Ryan, the uneven flow. <gasps> oh, boy. Now's my time to shine. No, anyway, I have my own... Uh, podcast network it is the up nerd podcast network you can find links at up nerd all one word so up nerd.captivate.fm where you can read on your podcast app or item of choice read i mean listen you can read wow. it too hey you can read it too i put up the uh get the transcript yeah i've right. been doing those through descript which and sometimes the AI reads my voice right, other times not so much. <laughs> probably, That's exactly why I don't do transcriptions. It's probably because why uh, it's probably because it thinks 
of Mike when it's doing it because it thinks I sound like. He's doing it himself. I don't even have to do it for him. Mr. Charlie Brown Adult over there. Yeah, after my introduction to podcasts. Wow. Uh, Anything else? Don't think I have forgotten your post on the TFY or forums from that, Mike. (laughs) Thank God that's dead now. To be fair, like, man, you should see some of the feedback when I was on, uh, when I did stuff for Sporting News, like, years before. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, a lot of people did not like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike, while it is dead now, I believe the forum is still accessible. Uh, Oh, well. Hey, look, I I apologized recently on a podcast for being wrong about Rogue One six years ago. (laughs) And, you know... Ryan just keeps bringing it up, so it's like, why would I apologize for something I've half forgotten? Why did you about hate? You... What was your problem with Rogue One? Six years ago, I don't know. I'll send you the episode you can listen to it. I don't remember what the hell I said six years ago, let alone six minutes ago. Go over to geekcastradio.com, check out all the stuff that we've got, and that's all I've got. That's your plug. That's oh. it. Yeah, all with right. his hatred <laughs> of Rogue One, apparently. <laughs> Only, only did, the, oh my god! Only the best Star Wars movie to come out post uh, original trilogy, right? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm on the yeah. I'm on the minority that well, apparently the minority. I liked the Last Jedi, but I also liked it because it was different. Man, that was a discussion I had on a podcast recently that I did on the Up Nerd Podcast Network. Uh, that <laughs> some of this stuff gets. And this is one of my worries about the Transformers comic eventually. Some of this stuff gets pigeonholed because it's got to, quote-unquote, be like something. Like, Star Wars is the most guilty of this. Like, it's got to be Star Wars. But then you look at Star Wars over the past, I don't know what, like 20 47 years? Year, 47 years. But no, yeah. I was going to say the last 20 years specifically. The mm-hmm. best Star Wars stuff is stuff that's not really like Star Wars. Like Mandalorian season one was terrific because it wasn't your typical Star Wars story. And then they started introducing all the Star Wars stuff in season two and then Book of Boba Fett and then season three. And it's just kind of, it's just like everything else. It becomes homogenized. Star Trek can fall into that and has like, I don't know, you just, you can do different things. It doesn't have to be the same story every single time. And which is why, while I love what Daniel Warren Johnson is doing, I I'm perfectly fine with what he's doing because it's not just Optimus versus Megatron. It's a slightly different yeah. There's little tweak tweaks on. It's little tweaks and little things. And yes, we see the things that we want to see or that we want to whatever whatever. But you know, yeah, he seems smart enough to yeah. avoid just retelling G one. Yeah. He's he's telling his own version of G one, yeah. which is why Starscream is so competent, at least until Megatron shows up. Who knows? I don't know how he's gonna. And then he's gonna pee his oil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Bumblebee did that anyway. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my plugs. You also find me on uh, youtube.com slash matrix underscore prime. And I, we discussed this last time, had no idea when it was going to open up. It's open now. You can find me on Blue Sky. I'm at jesseearly.bsky.social. Anyone can view it. You haven't added me, and I added you. Uh, I don't recall <laughs> seeing it, but okay. <laughs> well, then, somebody's got some editing to do. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll have to add you then. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Yeah.